Today on the GYST podcast, we discuss how hard it is to say goodbye and why it's actually a very good thing to be able to say goodbye. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Shit. Together. I am your host today, Glenn Rux, and with me always to my right, Patrick Liam, Jansen, Scott Change. <laughs> it's still change. It's still change it's, on the site, huh? It, it's okay. still going to well, be changed until Rohit finds that's it. That's right. Until, <laughs> until Rohit goes in and changes it. Right. This bit will never Wherever get old. Gonna happen. It's still right. there. <laughs> well, we got a good episode today, guys. We're going to be talking about a, a quote I found by A.A. A. Milne. Now, does anyone know who A.A. A. Milne is? I know he was a badass military guy. He served in both world wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was what? Uh, I have it here right here. My notes. Royal Royal Norwickshire Regiment. He was a lieutenant. And what and else is he f- famous for? I don't know. Some story about bears and stuff. Have you seen Sisu? Oh, bother. The good old Winnie the Pooh. Wait, like the voice of Winnie the, the Pooh? Or no, no, no. Or he, wrote, Pooh? he wrote no, the book. No, he wrote. Oh, he wrote yeah. the book, Winnie oh. the Pooh. So. This is an old guy. But he, he, came across, he, he came up with this wonderful quote because he had a lot of sadness in his life. He had a lot of loss. Um, and he says, how lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. Oof. Think about that. We hate loss, right? It hurts. It pulls at us. I know right now if if my new puppy were to die, I'd probably just... Yeah, we, we naturally deflect. We go somewhere else. Oh, yeah. We think about anything else but loss. I just hate saying goodbye in general. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. why walls walls are there to prevent the, the heartache of to, loss. To say goodbye? To All right. trap people? I'm just kidding. I mean, most of us try and build walls, but really once something that you love has taken away... I mean, there's there's no way to prevent it, and no no chance to really say goodbye or really prepare for it. You can be devastated pretty quick, right? But what A. A. Milne came up and said was, you know, it's it's a good thing to suffer that loss because you had something in your life that was so good that it hurts so bad when it is gone. I mean, you have experiences. Um, like right now, I can remember my first dog when I was just a little guy. I mean. Um, I, I was actually knee high to Rohit. So <laughs> like Rohit that's now? When I was little, little, oh, right? Then. <laughs> okay. So uh, my my first puppy had you know given to me for Christmas, and within two weeks, got out under the fence, got run over by a car. Oh gosh! How old were you? I was six years old. How do you process did you, that did you as a six-year-old? What's really sad is I saw it happen. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say. If you didn't see it happen, your parents yeah. would tell you otherwise. And then later on, finding out. But yep. watching it happen, that's a totally different story. I didn't know that the dog had died. I just oh, saw it what? get run over by the car. So I ran out to go pick up my dog and left part of the dog on the road. Okay, geez. All right. It's a little, uh, this is a PG-13 Very, podcast? Or? No. Okay. <laughs> With our fucking language, really? <gasps> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Watch your swears. 
That's oh, I'll, hey, where's the swear jar? Do Language. we have a swear jar yet? No. No, it's we'll, we'll uh, we have a time. jar of dum dum. Okay. Dim. So every time you swear, you got to put another one in your mouth. Okay. I'll well, take or another. in you. It doesn't have to I be got in a, your mouth. I got a dum dum for my swear here. <laughs> Don't okay. Have to be in um, you. It's a mystery for No, but yeah, as a six year old, like, like, is that how you learned about death? That was how I learned about death, yes. Oh my gosh. At least you and accepted it. You know, the, the, the loss that you suffer, it is devastating. I, I remember I didn't go to school for over three weeks. Oh, geez. Okay. Parents were talking about getting me some mental help. So, um, yeah, um, it, was, it was devastating. But what got me through it was my dad pulled me aside and said, you know what, son? You had that puppy for two weeks. What did you do with the puppy for two weeks? I remember, well, I played a lot with him. And the puppy slept in my bed. He stole food off my plate when I wasn't looking. Of course. But all in all, he was, he was a, a good puppy. I had a lot of good memories just in two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah, with me, I grew up on a farm, so I didn't really have any pets because we weren't allowed to have pets, but we had chickens. And I learned, like, you don't name your chickens. <laughs> No, because <laughs> the Son, chicken, we're having Sally for lunch. The things with chickens is like we didn't we didn't raise them really for eggs. We raised them for meat and everything. So mm-hmm. you know we had about a dozen chickens or so, and yeah, we eventually ate them. But the worst part is you know you have to kind of kill and dress it. So as a kid, I'm like, oh hey, we have to you have to defeather it and everything and clean it up, and then you have to cook it or help it cook. So boy, I lived a sheltered life. Yeah, no, I it's uh, your food. Yeah. yeah. No, no, so that's the thing. It's like, I've never really had any pets, except for fish. You had them, you just ate them. Yeah, we don't really count the chickens, but like, yeah, fish, we had fish. Mm -hmm. We had, uh, I think, talked about it before, we had goldfish that lived for, oh God, like 12 years or so. Mm -hmm. Do you get attached to goldfish still? Well, you can. The thing is, like, it was just what they represented, because my angel niece got them when she, my, my niece Angel got them when she was, like five or six year old at a fair and they survived that long. So they outlived three of my nieces and nephews. I mean, I were there before. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, they were, they were there before. Like a turn for the worst. Like, they, wow. they were there before three of my nieces and nephews. And they're like, why are you so sad? And like, cause I, they were here first. You guys are second and third. And after them, the mm-hmm. way you made it sound like the fish outlived them. Oh, no, 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 no. They're still around. <laughs> they're dead to me. We now. just fed them to the, the fish. Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, no, um, yeah, going back to the quote, though, um, I mean, I just had to do some reading up on him, and I was mm-hmm. like, well, I was like, okay, yeah, guy who did Winnie the Pooh. All right, cool. Well, I mean, but what's what's this coming from? Where Where's he getting all this, you know, sadness and everything? We got two world wars and everything he's mm-hmm. been through. Yeah. Um, and then it's just the cool thing is, like, I did some research, and I mean, he's, one of his teachers was H.G. Wells in college. I'm like, oh. That makes sense. That's pretty darn cool. All right. And then just the whole thing that he took everything around him and made it like a happy story, like with his, all the characters are based off of his kids' stuffed animals. Yeah. Oh. I think um, they named the bear after, I think um, he went to the zoo, I think. The bear was like, it was like a Winnipeg bear or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they named it Winnie out of that. I was like, oh my God. I thought the characters just represent like parts of him. Yeah. Well, I think I think there's some evidence of that with the mental illnesses of different things of different of the different characters yeah it's like the robins mm-hmm. represent batman in different ways yeah i thought it was like that and then what, christopher robin's based off his son so there you go or his son is christopher robin yeah. yeah so so far we've we've touched on the loss of pets and we all know that pets can be devastating 
right? I mean, especially if you've raised a pet and 20 years, 20 years down the line, let's say the dog lives forever. Mm-hmm. 20 years is a long time for a dog to live. And yeah. finally, you have to have it put down. Something I thought about is how many people take their dog to the vet to be put down, but don't go into the room. Yeah, that's that's with, the with I think the that's the cruelest thing you could do. That is the cruelest thing. Because think do. about it. That dog's been with you for 20 fucking years. Mm-hmm. That's all they know of. You are their world. And when they're in a strange place, strange people being held down, and the last thing they're looking for is that comfort of you, and you're not there. It's just like a giant slap mm-hmm. to the face. Yeah. When my cat goes, we're having somebody come to the house. That's a new service you can do. Yeah, no. My oh. friends did the same thing. They came to the house and everything, and mm-hmm. it, you know, spent their final lives just in an oh, yeah. area in they a know. comfortable, familiar place instead of this cold room with strangers and white walls. This kind of reminds me of a, another quote from... One of the Marvel series. No, don't you dare. I have a bunch too. Um, it was, but what is grief if not love perse- uh, persevering? Uh, Where's that from? Mm, I know where it is. Yeah, you know what it is? Yeah, WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about that with that kind of similar quote. You know, it's, you, you can't have this love and attachment for something without that grief. Right. And so to me, what he's saying is he's thankful that he can, love and have this moment so much to the point where the grief is just as strong Mm -hmm. without that. What's the point? I think that's how you measure if you care about something or someone. When when it's gone, how much are you suffering? Yeah. If something goes away or something dies, somebody dies, you don't even care. Then you probably didn't even care about what it is or who it is. Yeah. I think my favorite quote also from vision was I think the, the first movie he was in, just like a small snip of a line. It was like, a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. So I love using it at the market when I'm selling flowers and you have people coming by Jeez. and they're just complaining, oh, this is going to die. Oh, that's not going to live that long. Like, you understand that the flowers are pretty much dying as soon as I cut them, as soon as they're growing. There's a life cycle to it. If you're going to get something, if you want something that's going to last you weeks, months, years, get fake flowers. Mm-hmm. You're in the wrong spot. Yeah. Imagine if you can hear the flower scream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'd have, you hear me fewer, you'd have fewer vegans. <laughs> have you seen the happening? Yeah. yeah. But it's it's all it's all very good points, you yeah. know, how you can't be truly alive with something without both halves. Now take you know, let's forget the plants, let's forget the, the pets, let's look at family. Family. Yeah. You grow up in a household. Most of us, you know, you know, we're lucky and have loving parents, right? Let's say one of them passes long into their life. You know, they had a nice long life, but the more that they're with you, the more memories you have, the harder it's going to be. I had someone that um, just lost a family member said, I, I can't love anyone else. There's no room in my life for someone else right now. Oh, okay, well just hurting yourself you're cutting yourself off you're not really going to um, process that pain very well why because you're focused on just the loss not the memories of all the good times maybe also shutting off somebody that actually cares wants to come into your life that wants to love you wants to care for you you don't know who shows up i know there is a time for grieving and everybody grieves their own way but you have to be able to see that there are people genuinely wanting to help you. Mm-hmm. 
there are there are some people that just don't know how to process their grief. They don't know how to reach out. And they think by reaching out, they're just going to seem weak or they're going to add their burden onto someone else. I don't want to bring you down. You, you've got a happy life right now. I don't want to bring you down. You're so positive. I don't want to hurt you, make you negative, and bring you into my negativity, my darkness. I mean, a lot of that could be attributed to men of certain generations, you know, yeah, being taught to cram all your feelings in, mm. you know. And, and it's rough. Once you're stuck in that shell, it's going to take, like, everything to break you out of it. Uh-huh. Some people some people don't. They'll, they'll stay that way until they, they lash out in certain ways or they look to something else. Right. And I'm just, I mean, you do see it a lot in men, yeah, especially yeah. men of, of the older generations, like my dad's time. Hell, even our time. Yeah, no, right? it trickles I mean, down. It does. Um, but we also see that with people that, with, that have mental disorders. They have problems with emotional processing. Um, and it's more prevalent with females on the mental, pro- mental um, disorders than it is with men. Men with mental disorders, we have different types of mental disorders on average. And we don't get stuck on the uh, emotional side. But, um, yeah. So it, <laughs> recognizing it, take, it is yeah, a Yeah, it takes a, a tremendous amount of strength to recognize that and be able to kind of move on or accept and, and process correctly. You know, you have to have some understanding of your own emotions in order to know what's happening, what's going on. I mean, for me, I'm kind of now exploring my emotional side a little bit more and feeling things that I don't wouldn't normally come across. Um, not like the baseline, like grief and sadness and happy. It's more deeper than that. Um, and, and that's allowed me to kind of understand these very complex things a little bit better. Hmm. One of my favorite quotes is from a video game, which it's a really <laughs> deep quote that I've never expected from this video game. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes... Another castle? What? No. <laughs> I do like that one. But no, it's... um. So it starts off with, we all lose things, our past, our friends, our minds, but we keep going, keep fixing ourselves when we break. We may never be perfect, but we can get close enough. What is that? Metal Gear? No. No. It's, it's too good for Metal Gear. <laughs> hey, Metal Gear is good. No, it's, it's, it's actually like, it's, it's from Borderlands, from Krieg. Uh, Krieg. Like, he's all people. Krieg. Yeah, Krieg. Yeah. The it, one guy that... You know, the weirdest shit will fly out of his mouth. Yeah, and he's got a split personality. And he's seen some shit. Yeah, it's just like going, like, everything he says right there, it's right at the end of the game where he just kind of says that. And I'm like, wow, it just, he's processing all this stuff. And the whole time you're, you're kind of playing along in the game. You don't notice these things until it culminates together at the end when he has two personalities going on and they've made peace with each other. That was a good one. It hits a little close. Mm hmm. So how do we recognize someone's going through those situations where they maybe can't deal with it? How do we help them see this quote? We'll talk about it. You, you, can't, you can't really show somebody else that. It's kind of like leading the horse to water, so to speak. Really, it, it truly is within for them to kind of find that journey and that acceptance. You can kind of apply some some hints but in my case if i was in that shoe if someone were to say because uh, i've gone through loss before and mm-hmm. and i was perfectly fine and people were like this isn't how you're supposed to grieve you know are you sure are you okay no you're bottling things up 
when you tell somebody that, that's all they know. They don't know the other side. They don't understand. That's They're just doing what their body kind of tells them to do. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to climb up even more because now they feel like they're they're in the wrong. So I, yeah. I would advise that the best thing to actually do there is not to point somebody out that they're doing it wrong. No, um, no, definitely never point it out. Yeah. So there, there's a good way to actually help someone through grieving. Yeah. Without saying, hey, you're in grief, you need to stop doing this, blah, blah, blah. No, you can no. ask him to talk about if any good memories we have to the person. Exactly. Or certain thing. Get them focused on the good memories. Yeah. Get them focused on the good times. Yeah, the loss will be there, and there's no guarantee they'll ever really get over that loss. Yeah, Rohit says something about when, uh, oh, I don't want to butcher it. Can you chime in? Do you mind chiming in? You got a good one, and I like it. Sure. What am I chiming in on? You're chiming in on, uh, I think it was one of your family members who passed, and you were saying oh, that you yeah. wanted specific memories or only. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, Glenn alluded earlier to, you know, of people who, who lose people. Uh, so my mom passed away uh, 10 years ago um, this year, and there she passed away uh, day before Christmas Eve. A lot of my friends knew her. I didn't want to put anything on social media because it's Christmas time. I didn't want to bring anyone down. Afterwards, when I did put something on Facebook, I said, I don't want to hear things like, I'm sorry, or, you know, this is so sad. Uh, my condolences. That's all sad stuff. I want to hear the good stuff. So if you knew her, tell a, a funny story that you had with her or, or a fun interaction that you had with her. And if you didn't know her, uh, if you knew my dad, my sister, or myself, just leave a note to her saying how much of an impact that one of the three of us have had on you because of her. And every now and then still, whenever uh, I'm really missing her, I look back at that old post and read it. And I can tell you, it brightens me up. And there were three comments that people still said, you know, oh, I'm so sorry for your, for your loss things like that. And, and I hate it. And so I, I remember now, you know, that feeling of, of the positivity versus the, the loss part. And I think even what Glenn talked a little bit earlier when he was talking about his puppy, what are the good memories that you have of him? And so now whenever someone does pass away, uh, I don't say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry or, or that sucks or uh, any, anything along those lines. I would say, Tell me about the funniest thing that you ever had with them. And and they kind of go quiet. And then all of a sudden, they just start laughing. And they're like, man, this one time, oh, my God, let me tell you. And it just, you, you, it, it's almost like someone flipped a switch on them. And it goes from being sad of the loss to the celebration of the life. Mm. Beautifully said. Thank you, Rohit. This was... Now, a, back, back to your closet. Yeah, that's right. Back to your closet. <laughs> In you go. <laughs> All right, so, but take this quote and, like, turn it towards you. Like, what's something, like, you guys are, like, personally want, like, are, are worried about losing? So, I'm glad you mentioned that because it reminded me of something I wanted to bring up earlier. Apply that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, your own, your own death, but aspects of you. Yeah. Being able to... For me, it's like... I don't want to have this personal growth because I'm fearing of losing these things that I already have. Mm-hmm. 
And that fear holds me back of growing. So that's kind of been an interesting thing to reflect on. You know, what are some things I've had to let go or sacrifice that I really enjoyed? And, and one of them was my online community. I, I had to move away from that just to, in order to be who I am today. And there's plenty of other things that I can, you know, explore that with. Yeah, it's so for me, it's time, you know, life and time. Another Marvel quote, <laughs> no amount of money ever bought a second of time. Uh, Howard Stark said it, or technically Tony Stark said it to Howard Stark in the past. So I don't know. We have a weird loophole now, but I know that's, that's what it is. It's, it's like when, if I was to die tomorrow, I would have so many regrets. So I should have done more things. Oh, I've should have hung out with this person more, Mm -hmm. but you know, when you're younger, you live for yourself at the moment. It's like, Oh, you, it's very superficial. I just want to see the next star Wars movie. But as you get older, (laughs) that's the thing is like, I don't want to go today. There's another series of Star Wars coming out. There's other stuff. It's very like topical. (laughs) But as you get older, you want to like, well, if I have children, I want to see my children succeed. I would love to see grandkids. You know, I'm not going to love to see them in Star Wars movies. Plant a tree (laughs) that you don't sit in the shade of. No. um, I butchered that, but that's. No, perfect. I got it. I got it. Perfect example of that. Um, My mom, when she started the farm, uh, 20, no. 37 years ago, she broke a branch off uh, a line of trees that lines the Woodenville Valley. If you're ever in Woodenville, there's huge trees that right along the trail that goes for, I don't know, it's got to be like four or five miles. Mom broke off a branch. She planted on our farm on the opposite side. And if you go there, this tree sticks out like a sore thumb. It looks strange. I never knew that until mom pointed out. It's like, yeah, I planted that when we started. I just broke off a branch. So it's... Just, she put it there because she wanted to know where our farm started and where it ended. So that was the anything past that tree was our neighbors. So if you go there now, it's tall. It's almost as tall as the one they planted there, and it's kind of crazy. I don't really tell people that story. Huh. It's pretty badass. But like, like people back in the day, like they plant a flag when they win the war. Like this yeah. is a mine now. Yeah. I call it the high commander tree. Yeah, it's well it's named. just like yeah, it's completely out of place because everything is all lined up. I wish I knew what kind is of is it though. Was. Is it in place now? It is. It's in place. But, right. but I mean, all right. So going back, this has come full circle. Oh, like I'm digging deep. Episode twenty six, facing your fears. Ooh, let's go going back in time into the GYST verse. That was the first time Pat has been on the GYST podcast. Ooh. Episode twenty six. Yeah, oh, it was uh, what. It would have been yeah, episode 26, yeah. Oh, nice. I think what, 2016, I think that was. I remember that seven years in that room. Yeah, I mean, like pretty much you died. So like this, I feel like... You died. I feel like this, like this quote's got to hit you slightly different. Because you technically died and you came back. So you have to have a complete new perspective of everything. No, completely okay. opposite. A lot of people would think that like, oh man, you must like now appreciate life. And at that time, it, it wasn't like, no, just... Felt like I kind of fell down and, you know, hit my head. You know, yeah. I'm not going to change anything. Point. Looking back now, though, in my current state, I wouldn't have changed a thing. There's no regrets there. But it is kind of, if it were to happen again today, mm-hmm. it would probably have a, a much more impactful shift. Because there's a lot more at stake yeah. now yeah. than there was before. So I have more attachment to things. So you just know? to remind the listeners out there, how did you die? I sneezed. It triggered a pretty severe asthma attack, and then I don't. Since then, I wasn't able to breathe. 
And I woke up in the bathroom across the house. Don't remember ever going there. Um, my brother's giving me like CPR, some sort of um, chest pump things, because I apparently was out not breathing. Um, yeah, they called the paramedics and everything, and they did all these tests and such to figure out what, what might have happened. Um, yeah, it was bad. It's bad. Okay. Did yeah. they figure out what happened? No. No, they, it's just the perfect storm of things that happened to you. Yeah, they tested the blood and all and the oxygen levels to make sure that that was good. Um, they did confirm that the brain did actually shut off. So uh, by definition, I did die. Mm. Welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah. Mm. So that was, a, that was a fun, man. That How long ago was that? That was, that was fun. Did I you, almost uh, died. Yeah, did yeah. you see anything? Wow. <laughs> I did. Okay, I hope everyone I'm able asked to me take that. that. Did you see the light? No, no. Did you see the darkness? I saw the light. So... <laughs> I, got, I was really involved in EVE Online at the time. And there's this uh, space station that you can make that's a giant bubble. It's very pretty, very bright. You're in space, just giant wavy bubble. That was the last thing I was doing before I died. And so I had a dreamlike state of that before I came back. Uh, okay, whoever's developed EVE Online. EVE Online, this you're guy a free plug right now. Yeah. Hey, I haven't we'll, played we'll, that game in years. They can uh, sponsor us, right? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I'll wear Eve Online shirt. I would, we'll, we'll, I would put, we'll put them on here as an advertisement. Eve cool. Online. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, um, my name is on a statue in Iceland. Hey, all right. But your name is on a statue in Iceland. No, Eve don't, Online statue. You donated Uh-oh. a bunch of money, didn't you? Okay. No, they just did all the players' names. It was pretty cool. Okay, that nice. is cool. That's pretty cool. There you go. Now you can live wherever. So yeah, we we never really know when we're going to suffer a loss, you know? So, and it's, it, it is really hard to get over loss. It really is, but we really, we can't shut down. We have to find a way to keep moving on. Otherwise we stagnate, we die, we lose time and time you can't get back. Instead of focusing on the, the future time that you may have lost, remember all the good time that you've had in the past. That's something that I like to keep in mind, especially right right now. I've got my dad going in for a bypass first week of July. My sister is going to have a disc replaced in her neck. Now, uh, that's that's not really life threatening. Uh, uh-huh. They they have to go in through the front of her neck. So there's so many different things they can cut that would instantly kill her. I didn't even know that there are discs in the neck. Oh yes. So every um, between every. Uh Preparing for loss is not something you can really do because you never know what that loss is going to hit you like. Well, there are certain cases you kind of feel it. Yeah, well, you, you kind of know something's going to happen, but to be able to prevent that emotion from hitting you, there's no real way to prevent that. Oh, no. There's no if way to prevent If you're really the in tune with it at that time, it's going to hit you. So yeah. I'm if, saying if that you've got some, some people around you in your life that's, you know, getting up there. Yep. No matter how annoying they get, like those, you're gonna cherish those moments where, like, ah, mm. you don't know, know what you have the thing. until yeah. it's gone. Exactly. exactly. It's like I wish somebody, I wish they're here to annoy me right now. <sighs> that's that's literally what somebody will say. Yep. So yep. so, just keep in mind the good times. Focus on all the good memories you have if you're going through loss right now. Take a few minutes. I know it's not gonna get rid of the loss, the feeling of loss, but take a few minutes to just focus on remembering. The good stuff. Hell, find, find, find even even just a, an image. It doesn't have to be a situation where you can recall the words that were said. Just a picture. Like I can remember my grandma sitting in a chair smoking a pipe. Gangster. 
<laughs> no, not crack, not crack. It was just tobacco pipe. Whatever it is, whatever floats but her pipe. She she was smoking that that pipe and just sitting back and relaxing. Then she died of emphysema many 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 years later. But oh hey, even if you guys don't have recent memories, somebody close to you create some memories. Go do something. Go ask them what they want to do. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Go, yeah, have a good memory. You don't know when it's going to be your last. Exactly. So just remember the good times. Don't let the negativity of a loss be what you remember. The loss is, is just a moment in time. But all those memories of all the good times, that's going to outweigh the, the, that single moment of losing someone. So yeah, get with, out there and get some good memories of people that you care about. With that, this has been another heavy episode of GYST Podcast. Thank you all for listening and hope to hear you back with us again soon. Thanks everyone for listening to our GYST Podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 